Well, I have hit record and I have lines. you're listening to the damn fine tv podcast i'm one of your hosts jasmine and i'm mel's hey mel's how are you hey i'm good um a little sleepy because i didn't get a lot of sleep last night um and we can get into my mind was just racing all night long because (laughs) i had my local like stephen king book club meeting um over zoom and we spent 50% of the time talking about the stand adaptation, <laughs> and then we spent the other time talking about the actual book, but it really just, like, kept me up all night because I was like, I, I've i got to remember some of these things to share with the, with everyone on the episode because oh, it's just yeah. like, you know, um, just what some of their likes and dislikes are, which the likes are very thin. <laughs> There's yeah. not a lot of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but other than that, I'm doing great. We had a snowstorm here, and that was always fun. Like, mm. closed school for a couple of days, you know, all of that fun stuff. It is the winter, so. Yeah, woohoo. When was your snowstorm earlier this week? Yes, it came in on Wednesday, and yeah. by yesterday afternoon, it's pretty much calmed down for the most part. Like, today the sun is out, and a lot of the snow is melting, so. Yeah, we had a storm, I think, Tuesday? Like, Mm -hmm. I I remember you texting me about it, actually, because I know you had to take off early for something to go and pick up the little one. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, we had ours yesterday. That's, you know, interesting. Whatever. Weather. Yeah. How interesting. (laughs) Blow, mind blowing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, like, and I've had trouble sleeping all week, actually. This has been a week of very little sleep. I don't know. It was a it was a week with a full moon. We have entered Mercury retrograde. Those could all be adding to the energetic weirdness. But yeah, I feel like this has been a week of not enough sleep. Big time. So true. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone I read somewhere about it being a wolf moon, which I have no idea what that (laughs) is. But I mean, I actually can't remember. I know they each have like each of the full moons and new moons. I don't know. Each of them have like their own little special name. Oh, okay. Um, and I think it goes back to when farmers were more about like planting by the moon and everything. Um, yeah, there's like real pretty ones too. There's like strawberry moon and there's a funny one called the beaver moon. And <laughs> Oh, the beaver moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll have better luck under the beaver boo because yeah, the maybe. wolf moon was like tearing energy up. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> no, it's so interesting. Like most people, I was chatting with a couple folks and they were like, usually I'm very energized under a full moon. It's like full light and all that. And everyone I talked to was super drained this time around. Yeah. So, yeah. I get it. I really do. Like I've been uh, having trouble like getting up from sleep and I'm just like, oh, yeah. I've been drained feeling for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's that weird sleep where, like, I can get to sleep, but then I wake up constantly. Yeah. Like, I'm up mm-hmm. every single hour. And it's like, what? Like, why? Why is this happening? Yeah. What am I doing? Why? There's why, going to though? be at least, like, a 20-year period of my life where I'm a senior citizen and I'm going to wake up super early and have trouble sleeping. Why does it have to happen now? Like, yeah, like can I get my in- sleep in? <laughs> 
in my golden years, I would like to be able to sleep. Please. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I love Um, it. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, kind of just a, a regular week around here. I mean, yeah, we finally got snow as well. And I, I've been complaining, and I'm like, I guess we've been pretty lucky. Like, it's been a pretty mild winter, not a lot of snow. But then, you know, once it hits and it's, like, that big storm and it's super windy and it's super cold, I'm just like, well, fuck this. Winter's yes. been around <laughs> for, like, 800 years. When is it going to end? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that is exactly how I felt. Like, honestly, it's been pretty mild here as well. And I was thinking – I literally was thinking – wow, this is going to be a mild winter. And then we got that gnarly snowstorm. And then yeah. I was like, oh, it's, it's like throws papers in the air. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm yeah. done with it. I'm so over it. Ugh. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like before I've talked on this podcast about how I hate pants, but I also yes. hate socks. Like I just cannot yeah. stand, like if I could walk around barefoot every day all the time, that would be perfect. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not going to walk down city streets barefoot. Don't at right. me. Whatever. <laughs> um, but like around my backyard, around my house, like I love a barefoot. Don't don't hold my socks or don't hold my feet up hostage in these socks. I don't like it. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, I I hate pants and I hate socks as well. And I'm telling you, like, if you really want to piss me off, make me put on a pair of socks. Okay? Like... <sighs> And that is what this winter storm has forced me to do is put right. on old granny socks that to. I have because my feet are so cold and I'm yeah. like and Scott's like, we're not turning the ace like or we're not turning the heat up to 80 degrees. You can put on some clothes. Oh, and I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> you know what's the worst about socks too? Like, what's with the toe line? Stop making the toe line. Like we all Ooh. know where our toes go. We're not stupid. Okay. Well, like, so why do we need this that up. digging into the sides of our toes? And like, just, it's so fucking annoying. It's so annoying. I'm, I'm putting praise <laughs> hands up because I'm so glad that you brought this up because I cannot for the life of me, like, I don't know if it's a sensory thing or what, but I, one of the main reasons I hate socks, the main reason is because I feel like my foot is like suffocating. I yes. don't like that feeling. No. The second one is the toe line. And I cannot stand the way that it feels and it's like crunchy and I just, ugh. and then like, not, this is going to sound weird, but not that my toenails are like super long, but even if you like have any toenail and it scratches the toe ugh. line, it's just like, it's like nails on a chalkboard for yes. me. I can't stand it's it. It's disgusting. And ugh. I mean, I, yeah, I really don't know why they have it at all. And it's on like pantyhose too, which is super annoying. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been known to wear a double pair of those just to like keep warm in the winter, even though it really does nothing to have two pairs on. <laughs> it's like <laughs> just tissue paper over tissue paper. But then yes. you have the double toe line and it's just, it's so much suffering. It's so much suffering. Well, I will tell you, I I invested because I one thing is I do like leggings a lot. So yeah, I same. invested in a pair of like fleece lined leggings because I was Ooh. like, okay, if I can avoid because I have been known to put on two pairs of leggings. Yep, same. <laughs> just to avoid putting on socks, might I add. Because yes. um, <laughs> I'm like, if I can keep my legs warm, that warmth will shift down to my toes. Like that's science, people. Okay, that's just science. But <laughs> I invested in a pair of fleece-lined leggings, and I wish I had more than one pair because it gets to where I'm like, okay, it's been three days. I don't need to put these leggings back on, but I really want to put these leggings but back on. But you might on. as well. I mean, yeah. come on. 
not like I'm going anywhere, so whatever. But Ooh, yeah, no, that sounds really nice. I should look into that. But yeah, I'll also do I'll do double leggings as well because I have a pair of leggings that are like they're they're kind of a one size fits all type deal, so they're a little long, and I will really just bring them down over my ankle and just wear them sort of almost all the way up to my toes, and then put the other shorter pair on over top. <laughs> okay, I, it, for everyone listening, I just want you to know that. Each time that Jasmine and I talk, I'm more and more convinced that we are we're split. Yeah, at like in some Twin Peaks fashion, we were split at the beginning of time and just transported into different years of birth. But I'm telling you, I have a pair of leggings. At well, I bought actually it's three of the same pair, but they are long. And what I will do, like when I have to go pick James up from school, is I will put this pair of leggings on because and because they're so long, I will. Wear them almost like socks. <laughs> yes. And I will tuck them Why into not? my shoes. Yes. Oh, and then, so perfect. And I know, I just wonder if people like look at that and they're like, what is she doing? <laughs> I don't care. I, if they want to have a discussion with me about how much I hate socks, I'll be happy to do it. But <laughs> oh, I, I, love I don't this. even care. I mean, everyone knows our secret now, but like, yeah, I'm sure people have seen me like going outside to check the mail with just like a little house slipper on and my legging pulled all the way down. <laughs> Legging socks. We need to, okay, we need to patent this. We need to, like, just make a pair of leggings that also double as, like, toeless socks, right? Toeless like- socks. I love it. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh and my not, gosh. But not, like, fingerless gloves. Like, we don't need them coming up oh. around each toe. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. We need yeah. it to be cut off at the, yeah. at the hump of the foot, right? The like, the, the, foot. <laughs> the fattest part of the foot, we just need our toes to be free, okay? Free the toes. Oh, free the toes. Yeah. I, didn't we say that once too? Like, forget the nipple, free the toes or free the yes, legs or something. that's right. Yeah. Like, don't I mean, worry free about the nipple too, but like, just free it all. Just free it all at this point, okay? <laughs> I really think I have it in for most, at least like from the butt down clothing. I'm like, meh, it's optional. <laughs> I don't mind some underwear. That's fine. But like, yeah. Oh my gosh. We are one, of, we really are one of the same because I mean, like, I'll, yeah, I can't tell you how many looks I've gotten from Scott. I mean, I've known him almost half my life at this point. Where and he's just been like, just put on some socks. And I'm like, no, yeah. I coming from someone who is a sock lover, Scott, and like you don't oh understand. Wow. You don't understand the disdain for socks. I will pull my leggings down to the top of my toes, leave me alone. I'm more comfortable that way. Okay. I am I am just like I I don't Oof, I have a I have a weird feeling happening in with the word sock lover. Like I don't I don't know how to approach that. <laughs> let's let's agree to never say that again, okay? <laughs> I really I, we have to get Scott and Tyler on this show because <laughs> yes. I need to know how many more things they also have in common, you know? Like <laughs> It's I feel like happen. they were also in some weird way split off into different and just produced into different parts of the world, right? That's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, yeah, it's got to happen. Maybe we can get them on for uh, for Twin Peaks. Yes, Which, yes. Have we talked about that? I'm sure we've talked about it I on think, the show. I can't remember if it's been off air or on air, but we're rewatching like we Twin Peaks, about guys. Yeah, I feel like we talked about it last week a little bit, but uh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to revisit season one at least. 
Yes. It's such a palate cleanser after some of the crap we've been getting. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we should get into that crap. Yeah. <laughs> some of that crap. I mean, I could talk yeah, about just... Tola socks for a little longer if you want. <laughs> I mean, I I actually had this whole thing planned in my mind, too, to try to could like ask you. So in the 90s, and we will get to the stand, I promise. Sure. But this is something that just popped into my mind yesterday. I don't know if you TikTok. Do you like do like do I you look on TikTok? I don't go on TikTok. I mean, I see TikToks okay. because people just put them on their Instagram as well, or like I get sent TikToks yeah. and stuff. But yeah, I'm not on the TikTok. Well, <laughs> I am on the TikTok, but I don't post anything. I am like the official like creeper, right? I just like <laughs> I have my little page set up with like there's this lady that uh has a farm and like every morning she records herself doing her barn chores and it is like the most peaceful way. Oh like if God. you're feeling anxious, like I go yeah. to her page and I just watch like she says, you know, good morning, ducks. Good morning. She has like corgis that help like on the farm. And it is. But I have those wholesome things on my TikTok. OK, I don't like. That's so cute. <laughs> I don't get, yeah, I don't get into like some of the bad stuff that's on TikTok, obviously. But anyway, um, there's this thing going on right now that's like battle of the boy bands. And so it's like Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. Ooh. And, like, people are filming themselves doing, like, dances to, like, uh, for NSYNC, it's, like, Bye 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 or mm-hmm. Pop or, you know. And so, and for Backstreet Boys, it's um, Everybody Backstreet's Back. Yes. <laughs> so, I was going to ask you, like, did you have a preference between the two of them at all? I don't know that I did. I mean... Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to think of, like, 13-year-old me or 12, maybe even, like, 11-year-old me. Yeah. Because that's going back a while. It is, Um, yes. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, what she would tell me to say. (laughs) You know, Backstreet Boys was first, so they had my heart first. And then I feel like, you know what? I think maybe Backstreet Boys. I'm going to put them in the first place position because – even though NSYNC did have some, they had some bangers. We can't lie. Come on. They had some good hits. But, like, I feel like I only ever really knew Justin. Whereas with the right. Backstreet Boys, like, I was kind of into each of them, except for the one that I can't remember his name. He was, like, the older, weirder dude. But, like, yeah, all Kevin. of them were cool. <laughs> Kevin, there we go. But, like, all of them, I feel like I knew them on, like, a personal yeah. level. You know what I mean? Well, I'm definitely team Backstreet Boys, and I went down this rabbit hole the other day where, and before I knew it, it had been 45 minutes of me watching, like, people (laughs) doing the Backstreet Boys dances, but AJ is, like, he will, like, duet people on there, and he'll, like, dance with them and stuff, and it's, but the biggest reason that I want to bring this up is that I have never felt so personally attacked in my life as to when I went into the comments, and someone who's probably, like, still in high school, made a, co- made a comment that said, hey, check out all the 40-year-old moms in the comments <laughs> on TikTok. And I I shut it down. I was like, you know what? X, X. Pers- Shots were fired right then. <laughs> oh, like, my God. What a little it, fucking brat. <laughs> no. And I was like, you know what? Don't make me reevaluate my life this late in, in it, okay? Like, yeah, I might be a, in my late 30s like 40s year old mom and maybe I do want to go down nostalgia lane okay there's nothing wrong with that you go do your science homework and leave me alone yeah isn't it past your bedtime yeah and also just be like this is your future like in 20 years whatever maybe 30 years I don't know how old these kids are 
math. Yeah. You know we're not good at it. Um, <laughs> good. That's their future. I mean, wait a couple decades and you're going to be going down nostalgia lane too. So Yeah, and then you're going to read a comment where you get personally attacked like that as well. I mean, oh I'm God. telling you, I as soon as I read that, I <laughs> the single tear dropped out of my <laughs> eye. And I was like, what are you doing with your life right now? <laughs> no, whatever. I mean, there's a reason that it's like popular and happening on TikTok. Like if that many people are taking part. So you know, it's, it's so true, so- but it is, it is people that are our age. Like, <laughs> I like I didn't really notice it. I love it. No, I know. I mean, I love it, but it was just funny because it's like, I watched it for so long and then I saw that comment and then I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. It really is 40-year-old in here doing. And they're like, oh, my God, if you like my comment, AJ, I will die happy. And I'm like, we're in our, we're in our, we're almost to midlife, people, okay? Like, you're like, oh, happily married with children, but, like, yes. will stand for AJ for the rest of your life. Exactly, exactly. But I, I just had to bring that up because I was like, this brought me a lot of joy. Until I saw that. <laughs> I love that. And it's so funny because, okay, so I have been listening to Britney Spears like every day for the last three weeks. Like it, so nice. I was sent this tarot card from, you should go check him out if you like tarot. The account is Outsider Tarot on Instagram. And he's actually going to be on the show to talk about Twin yeah. Peaks. So it's it's all full circle. But he was sending me a card from his upcoming deck, and I had specifically asked him to send me the Britney card. And so I knew it was coming, and so I started listening. I started getting get in the zone for Britney. Yeah, get in um, the zone. And, I, like, at one point I was like, am I too old to do this? Like, is this <laughs> – should I not – like, is – oops, I did it again for – 13, 14, 15-year-old me, like, should I not be dancing around to this? And I had a real crisis. Yes. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to take a picture like Britney on the cover of her first album, and I'm going to post it on my goddamn Instagram because I love Britney. And that was great. And I'm in my 30s, and I'm going to own it. And it's, But it's so funny how all this 90s stuff is coming back. Like, I feel like we were in an 80s nostalgia period for so long, and the 90s is coming back strong. For sure. For sure. And you, you said it perfectly, though. It was like all of a sudden you have a crisis moment where you're like, oh, shit, am I too old to be doing this? And then, like, <laughs> obviously that comment, because I'm still talking about it a couple of days later, stuck in my head. I even aggressively made dinner. I was like, oh, 40-year-old mom. <laughs> it's terrible because, I like, it got in my head so bad. And I was like, I'll show you 40-year-old mom. And then I looked down. I was like, I am heating up macaroni and cheese <laughs> at this very moment. <laughs> Uh, so that's like when I, so then when I went to take that photo, like Brittany uh-huh. is sitting in a very, um, young and limbered body position with like her legs bent back and Tyler was helping me take the photo. I was like, you have to take this quickly because my fucking, like my knees are going to snap off. This is not a natural <laughs> position for me to be sitting in anymore. And I was in pain for like two hours after that. So <laughs> it's like, Step, you have to take some ibuprofen yes, to take some yes. ibuprofen after that. Yeah. Yeah. So Anyway, that was just a little, uh, <laughs> that was also a palate cleanser for what we have to talk about today, I think. Uh, but I, I'm yeah. telling you, like, tears were rolling down my face. I just was like, wow. <sighs> like, I, I guess I better go do something and talk about that, honestly. That's true. Oh, my God. Like, I wouldn't even know where to start. And that is why you will never catch a TikTok from me, because it would probably be like, 
<laughs> just laughing, thinking about me trying to do it. I, I'm not even going to go there. Just it's just like a weird shot of up your nostrils as you hold the phone and then like you drop the phone. It's just like, here's my TikTok. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like when your mom FaceTimes you, you're and like, like, hey, can you pull the, in the background? <laughs> yeah. Can you pull the phone up? Like I can only see up your nose, mom. Like, come on. Oh my Full god! Face. I don't know what's worse. I used to um like Skype with my grandfather, and it would just be all forehead. Yeah, and like yeah. bless his heart, at least he was getting into technology and having a video chat. But it was just like this is my half hour conversation <laughs> with this man's forehead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're looking extra moisturized today. All right, good job. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. All right. All right. Have now, we, uh, have we? I know. Have we been delayed enough? <laughs> I was about to say, have we put this off long enough? Yeah. Can you guys tell we're super excited to talk about it? Man, I'm telling you. All right. So The Stand, um, episode six, The Vigil. While Olive Boulder fears for Mother Abigail's safety, Stu organizes search parties to ensure her return, presenting an opportunity for Harold and Nadine. In New Vegas, Flag recruits a dangerous new follower. Okay. (laughs) Trash. Trash, 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 trash. Let me say, let me say it again. Ball it up and throw it in the trash can. <sighs> I mean, buzz <sighs> your girlfriend. Woof. Like that is <laughs> my, that is my review of this episode. I okay. It gets better. It definitely gets better. It's not all bad, but the stuff at the beginning is so hard to take in that it takes you out of the rest of the episode. Like, I had to pause and walk away because I was so disappointed with what I had seen. And then it really just kind of fucked with the whole rhythm of the episode in general. But I have a question. Do the showrunners like the book that they're adapting? Or do is this this a hate piece? Um, You know what? I'm thinking they went to the Wikipedia page of The Stand (laughs) and they just skimmed through got some character names, and then wrote their own shit up. And I, I listen, you and I talked about this because you re, you recently, you know, read, listened to the book, and mm-hmm. it's quickly become, like, one of your favorite. It is yep. such a masterpiece of a novel. And while I understand that a thousand-book page, you know, or thousand-page book, excuse me, it's... <laughs> It's a task to take on to adapt, uh, but why are we making the choices that we're making? I want to say, I Trash Can Man is one of my favorite characters. I I don't know why I connected with him, but I I felt like I got I got it with him. Like I understood what his character was meant to be, and he had a traumatic, you know, past and and then he's also a pyromaniac and he wants to fit in. It's almost like Harold in a certain way, right? Like Yeah, there's some echoes. Yeah. Yeah. He and he's got a temper. He doesn't like to be picked on. I but he is not what they have done. I, I just can't, like, it's hard for me to formulate a complete sentence, which is very frustrating because he's not this bumbling idiot. He's really not. He's, no. and this is not at all what I got from the book. Like, I, no. I, 
obviously he has some mental health issues. Yes. For sure. Yes. He has some PTSD even. He is definitely not playing with that full deck, but it's not this screeching uh, cartoon. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. Listen, I almost, after I watched the opening of this and the way that they did Trashy, I, I almost texted you and was like, I cannot continue with this because... Yeah. It's, a, it's incredibly disappointing and it's just, it's utterly confusing. Yes, it is a big blow. And I think it is a consensus that I could tell on Reddit and with my book club members that mm. what they've done with Trashy is is insulting, to say the least. Now, when um, we found out about their adaptation of this and I was looking at the casting, I was so excited to see Ezra Miller yeah, playing this role. Yeah, I think you mentioned role. that a couple weeks ago. Yes, like I... I love him. I think that he is an amazing actor. I just, is this what he was given? I, it, wow, it blows my mind. Like, this is not, uh, anyway, yes. Trash Can Man has underlying mental health issues, and that spawns a lot of, you know, his issues. Like, obviously, with setting the fires and everything. But he, I had to turn the closed captions on. To even catch if he was yeah. actually speaking words in this adaptation, yeah. which really pissed me off because it's like well, indiscernible screeching. And I'm like, why? Yeah, like, why what? though? Why? And just, also, like, it's it's very, I mean, I was going to say borderline offensive, but I don't know if it even is borderline. Like, it kind of feels offensive that, yes. uh, like, this is a caricature. This is not yeah. a person. No, this is not... No. And again, what's baffling about this, we've said this about other adaptive choices, is that there's so much there to pull from. Why are you bothering coming up with this complete new thing, especially when it's this? Like, just go yeah. from the material. Bring it to life. Like, yeah. You know, like, I, I don't. Obviously, I like that they've modernized the storyline. Like, I like sure. that they brought it into our you know, time period. That's great. But there's no reason to rewrite characters. Like you said, there's so much material sitting there for you. Why do you feel the need to reimagine these characters that have nothing wrong with the way that they, they were written perfectly, in my opinion? And so doing this, huh, okay. But also- I was Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I was pissed about what they did with sidelining Nick. You know, there's a lot of choices that I've been pissed about, but I was, I mean, I am downright blown away and not in a good way of what they've done with Trashy. That just, it, it, and yeah. like you said, it brought me down for the entire episode. Like I could, I could barely focus on the other parts of the episode because I was so mad. At what it's, I had just seen. It's such a jarring choice that it takes you out of it. Yes. And again, 100%. I don't know what non-book readers are thinking. I don't know if that felt as appalling and strange to them. Probably not because they don't know what the difference right. is. But yeah, it just took me out of it for real. And like, it's also baffling because it doesn't, it's not like it's, this choice to bring him to life in this way doesn't 
help with like adaptive time. Like it's not for efficiency. No. It's not to save uh, on time for for the screen or whatever. Like there's nothing. I don't understand what's it what it is in service of. Yeah, me either. I, I mean, honestly, me either. And it, it just. I mean, like you said, the episode did, it did have some high points. I mean, I didn't absolutely hate it, but it was very, it was just very hard for me to focus on it because I was just, I was livid. I was upset. I was disappointed. I was even sad, to be honest with you, because like I said, it's one of my favorite characters and I just don't like, do not like, (laughs) not a vibe. I don't like it. No. And I think that, okay, so the way that Flag has given him the order to go into the desert and yes. find, uh, bring me back, the fire. Um, yeah. I think that that is actually maybe a smart choice for time, you know, talking about reasons why they would make choices for the purposes of the adaptation. Fine. We don't really have a lot of time to establish that Trashy kind of just goes off and does his own thing yeah. and has this sort of not parallel um, power as Flag, but like Flag couldn't really control Trashy in the book. Like right. he was just off doing his own thing. Whatever. They don't have time to establish that. Setting it up that Flag sends him out into the desert, that's fine, but I it doesn't work for me because of how much Trashy doesn't work for me. Right. Because exactly. now it's just like, okay, so Trashy is just, I mean, I don't even want to say Trashy's stupid because I feel like that's offensive because I don't think Trashy is stupid. He's actually really smart to be able to, like, know how to set up all of these bombs and deal with all of these explosives. Like, I don't know how to do that shit. No, like, no. That's I mean, not how my mind works. So and uh, that's yeah. that's where I'm confused, honestly. Like, that's where I'm like, what what were we going for here? Because. I I don't like I said I don't know and I'm I mean I'm rubbing for everyone I'm rubbing my eyes I'm like rubbing my <laughs> temples I should have took some like preventative ty- yep. preventative Tylenol I should have I should have done it because I knew that this was going to be extremely hard for me um, because I'm so passionate about this one thing that there and I just I don't get it like. I read something where someone was like, why the Mad Max, like, dystopian, you know, look on him? Um, Why did they go with the... It's like, I I don't understand it. And when he meets with Flag and they give his backstory, and I'm doing air quotes on that, Mm -hmm. all in the, like, looking through his eye, you only really get about the pension check that he, like you know, blew up, but there's not really anything else, you know, like, I, I just, I, I just don't, I don't get it. And it's hard. It, again, I'm going to repeat myself. It's hard for me to formulate cohesive thoughts about it because I literally don't understand it. Like, and that looked stupid. The fire graphics, the look into his eyes and then the, the background story thing, like it just looks so bad. It did. What did they blow their budget on? Because it wasn't I, this. It must be something that's coming. But this, it was bad. Like, it just looked stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, I <laughs> just, oh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel a little <laughs> bit. I, okay. I will say I'm glad that we got the quote unquote, my life for you. Sure. But I would not have understood that if I did not turn the damn closed captions no. on. And that's what pisses me off is that he he just wasn't a mumbling, fumbling, 
like fool. And like you said, he in the novel, he had he he was actually what brought he Flag couldn't control him. No. All the things that he was doing in the novel, which I don't know what's gonna play out with what I don't know how they're gonna anyway. They wrote a new ending to it. I know that they did, so yeah. I don't even know how it's yeah. gonna play out. But it just felt very fleshed out, very, uh, I understood it in the novel. I understood Trash Can's, like, purpose in Vegas and what his actual, like, his obsession with the fire and his obsession with all of that is is what ultimately, you know, what, ha- I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. But, but it, like, it, it's oh, probably it, not going to be as important now because they did exactly. change the ending. So, yeah. Just like, um, and this really pains me to say, but just like Nick's death didn't feel important enough. Thank you. Let's pivot right into that because. Yeah, sure. Okay. One of my like overall kind of thoughts for the episode is that it sucks that we got the introduction of Trashy plus Nick's death in the same episode because like that feels like a lot. First of all, they mishandled Trashy as we've just said. Um, but the thing with Nick, that's not the fault of the show. If they were going to do the same thing as the book, it happens in the book. It's a devastating part of the book. What sucks is that they spent basically two seconds with the character of Nick. So this death feels like nothing. And that sucks because it was such an emotionally impactful moment in the book. I was so mad. Mm-hmm. I would uh, like I was ready to throw down a misery style scenario on Stephen King just for that. You yeah. know what I mean? And like it's just it's so it's so sad to me that it doesn't come through here. Yeah, yeah. It's they. It, it, he feels I mean, a bit like a red shirt, like because we sure. don't know him that well. So it's like, oh, not a big loss, whatever. Right, and I mean, like the way it went down in the novel. I mean, everyone was pretty much. They're like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that they did the stuff with Nadine and Larry because they wanted Larry to be able to figure out that Nadine was like in on it with Harold, perhaps. But, you know, like the, the explosion itself, meh. I mean, like, yeah, it didn't even have the impact that we've talked about, like it had in the story, like. Everyone was in the middle of a big committee meeting and, you know, this happened and it was out of nowhere. And just the fact they were all filing out of the house because Mother Abigail had been found, you know, and they were like, oh, yeah, it just the it it was not impactful. And that was really upsetting because that's one of the major events of the novel. And again, Mm -hmm. it's like it gets sidelined for. I don't know what, you know, like, what is it getting sidelined for? Because it's not like they're developing anything specifically to take that place of that. Do you know, do you, does that make sense? No, like, it does. It's the it's same like, why thing are like we, we side- said with trash. It's like, why, th- this isn't helping the story. So why is that change being made? Like, it doesn't really make any sense. Mm-hmm. I will say in the book, Franny has this intuition about the bomb. Yes. And I think that that works really well in the book because we have time to be inside of Franny's mind and to deal with that and to go through that. 
I don't think it was going to work here because they're not developing characters the way that they need to be developed. And so it was going to come off, I think, pretty cheesy. So I do appreciate that change where she finds the basement and then she's, you know, got this epic run over to uh, Mother Abigail's place to warn them. But it's still, it's like such a small thing that still doesn't really actually um, make the impact, you know? Like, I'm I'm trying to, like, give the show credit where I can, but it's just these small little crumbs, so. Yeah. Well, and honestly, Franny escaping the basement and running up in time to say there's a bomb as it's going off, it it still doesn't, it's, it's a little disjointed for me because they were already filing out of that, you know, like. It's just a weird, it's just weird to me, right? Mm. Like, And maybe she, that's why it doesn't work in the end anyway, because it's right. not a big thing for her to be coming and warning them because they're already leaving the house. Right. Like, it yeah. didn't, I mean, basically she got, she was able to say there's a bomb and it went off. It wasn't like, I don't know, it, it was just so impactful. It was powerful in the novel. I understand that they had to, you know, make adaptation adaptive choices and that's fine but it still felt thin to me like yeah what was the point of her even getting out of the basement to go and tell anybody i mean because she could have rolled up afterwards and been like it was again another thing we don't even really need her to tell them it was harold because harold tells them himself like it's just it's it doesn't It's all over the place for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, and you know what? Like, maybe it would have been, because I actually really liked Franny going to the basement. I thought this was great. I don't know why they wasted time with uh, Larry going over there in the previous episodes. Like, what a waste of time. Uh, But Franny going and her whole attitude of, like, if I'm right, it won't matter. Whatever. You know, or I'll blame it on the pregnancy brain. Great. Good for you, Franny. You're doing something. That's awesome. And then the confrontation with Harold. I mean, let's give it up for Owen Teague again. He is consistently the standout of the show. He is going to be missed. Um, But his, that whole conversation was so good. I believed him when maybe he was going to have a change of heart. And I thought maybe this is playing into the different ending. I don't know. Like I, maybe this, this is cool. I don't know what's coming. But then, you know, the shot of when he's locked her in the basement and they're, like, shooting them through the the, yes. tube, the closed door. That was such a cool shot. I loved the cinematography there. And just that that whole thing was really intense. That was so well done. And I wonder if, like, if Franny had just still been in the basement and she heard the explosion, that could have been really interesting. And that could have really yeah. layered on some emotion, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I really, I, and I agree that I really actually enjoyed this, you know, change, obviously, from the novel. It, it worked with the way that they, you know, modernized everything. And I, I read something where someone said, (laughs) this is a little bit of a funny, well, I have to pepper in some jokes because we've been trashing it so bad, (laughs) but. Well, if we don't laugh, we'll cry, so. (laughs) Yes, someone wrote something, and I don't know if it was on Twitter or Reddit where I saw it, but. They said, uh, breaking news, Owen Teague has been hospitalized with a broken back for carrying the Stan series. Ah. Like, and it made me laugh because, like you said, like, I actually, and this is where I disagreed with some folks that are in my book club because they didn't like the changes to Harold. I've actually really enjoyed the changes to yeah. Harold. Um, that's, to me, that almost seems like the only consistent 
thing in the series so far has been Harold's story and centered around Harold. Everything else just seems really like, you know, a chicken with its head cut off. You know what I mean? I mean, this is what I mean by like, do the showrunners even like the book or do they just like Harold? Right. And then they kind of like flag too. Yeah, kind of, you know. Mm. We'll get into him in a moment. I mean, I kind of like Flag, too. <laughs> yeah. Baby, can you dig your man? Yeah. Ooh, baby, can you? I like a blood-soaked flag. I'm here for that. Yes, yes. <laughs> two snaps. <laughs> but yeah, I just, it, it was just, the disappointing things about this were, obviously, we've talked about it, trashy, and then how Nick's death didn't even feel emotional for me. I mean, they sidelined him and they did him dirty. And I didn't even, even when Nadine was planting the bomb and all of that, I, I almost seems like not really interested in it because I nope. just had this feeling that it wasn't going to have the impact. And that's basically based on what they've given us so far in the last six episodes up to this, right? Like... I, I just knew that there was going to be some way <laughs> that it was going to be a letdown. And of course, you know, it was so. Well, and especially coming off the beginning of the episode, like I, I'm i I'm seriously concerned about the final two episodes and how mm-hmm. they're, I don't know what changes they're making to the ending, but let's say it again. There's one part of this book that they, they can't fuck up. They can't fuck it up or else the whole thing <laughs> is a failure to me. I know. I know. Trust me. I know. And I. It really has me nervous. Like uh, I don't trust them. I don't trust them no. to handle it. I don't either. And uh, and we're already <laughs> seeing kind of the downfall of that in the next episode, which we can talk about when we get to it. But yeah, well, let's talk. <sighs> let's do talk about. I really actually enjoyed the Bobby Terry, which is our man from Westworld. Yeah. Um, oh crud! I should have wrote. I, I forgot to write his name down from. Uh, but he's basically the. One that the man in black is always. Uh, he's like, he's Lawrence Alazo or whatever. Yes, that's yeah. it, Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the small amount of screen time he got as Bobby Terry. I was here for that. I loved his flippant attitude um, to Flag, but then of course he was scared. Um, but let's just talk about how fabulous Flag was, Alexander Skarsgård was in that scene. I'm telling you, the best part of the episode was him saying Bobby Terry you screwed up and yeah, just bust bust up. Up. yes <laughs> and busting through those doors and catching him on the elevator and Ooh. this is so terrible but ripping him to shreds yes. and coming out of the elevator just soaked in blood and everybody's like what the fuck and he (laughs) is just like I am here for that I actually did a rewind and I watched it again I was like (laughs) yes 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 that that doesn't make up for what (laughs) they did wrong in the show but I was like thank you for at least giving us this and I don't know is some of it like yeah they're giving Alexander Skarsgård they're giving ONT good stuff to do but they're also very talented actors so I think yeah. that it's maybe a combination of things but like everything that Skarsgård's doing in this is great even yeah. if some of the interactions that he is being forced to have are strange in the adaptive choices but like the way he says 
apology accepted when Lloyd yeah. like is like sorry for interrupting flag uh, that's just <laughs> it's so good like I think he is really pulling on his days playing Eric Northman which is fine like I totally see shades I think it's fine like what however he's bringing this to life like those shades I think are working for it yeah. like he's yeah. not exactly the flag from the book but this is where his sort of little tweaks and um, remixes are actually working in the character's favor I yeah. mean, but yeah, everything is so good. At one point, I was like, Bobby Terry, use the stairs. Stop trying to use the elevator. Like, <laughs> Bob- Bobby Terry, help yourself. Do you, re- <laughs> like, do you really think you're going to get away from this, man? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it oh. is unfortunate that this kind of came in the place of anything to do with the judge. Like, we get one yeah. scene with the judge when she's in the hotel room. And I'm almost like, what was the point of making the character a woman? Like, we didn't explore anything with that. Um it's interesting that they chose to keep the Bobby Terry, you screwed up line, which yeah. I'm fine with. Like, that's great. And it was it was brought to life beautifully. But it's just these choices, man. They're so interesting and confusing. To me, they're bizarre. Okay, yeah. because I, the whole Ferris thing is a throwaway for me. I don't, I mean, again, they didn't develop the character, whatever. We talked about that last time when we talked about why Larry... They didn't even flesh out why Larry would pick her to yeah, begin with. Yeah. Um, but the the scene in the hotel was a throwaway for me because in the novel, the Judge Ferris, he shoots, you know, the crow and and it just showed her like picking up. I don't know, it was just throwaway for me. You know what I mean? It was like filler or something. And then yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's yeah, just in what a, a bo- waste of time when there's so many other things you could be doing. <laughs> right. Like, and then all of a sudden, she's just in a body bag. And I'm like, but what? Again, but I was why, like, are though? we missing a scene? Like, that happened <sighs> so, like, what? Yeah, I know. Like, that's what, I, like, it's, it's like they're, <laughs> the stuff that they're choosing to not cover or not flesh out is, has got to be confusing. To people who have not read the novel. Because it has if to you be. just it, I can't see it any other way. I, I just can't. And that's that's again, I don't understand. It's bizarre. It's bizarre to me. I would really, really like to know if people who are just watching the TV show are understanding this. I know for a fact there's a couple people listening to this that aren't watching, haven't read the book, and are just listening, which must be <laughs> The wild. Wow, that's ride dedication. To I mean, that, <laughs> thank you like, so much. I just, yes, number one, thank you. But I feel like you've gone on a James style wild ride to visit uh, whatever the fuck her name is. Wait, I don't even remember what her <sighs> what name is, her is name? because going to visit her and fix her car. Is it Lorraine? No, that's not right. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it feels like a, it should be Loretta or something you've like that. You've only got $11 in your bank account. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's your big forehead on the motorcycle just like <laughs> oh my god oh. but anyways yeah I would just like and Tyler hasn't been watching so I haven't been able to get his reactions as just a TV watcher so uh, otherwise I would be totally weighing in on that but yeah I don't know Scott Scott quit watching because he was like I'm he and he flat out told me he was like I'm confused I don't understand what's going on well He's there like, you if, go if, yeah, and he told me, he was like, if I didn't have to pause this and ask you questions, you know, and and again, like, that's, 
and he's never read the novel. So, and he liked the first episode. He was like really into it, but it's just like, and he just quit watching because he was like, if I didn't have you to fill in some of this stuff, he was yeah. like, and then what's the point of watching it? He was like, because it's just me asking you and, and yeah. then you going on for 30 minutes about what you hate. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, what else I do, do we have in this say, episode? I actually don't mind the way that they have gotten Tom to out of uh to escape Las Vegas. I thought oh, that really? was pretty okay. Um I did actually didn't mind it, although it I I had a little touching moment where at least he could I liked that he could look at the letters on the note and find it on the machine oh, and I love ask that. somebody. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that's great. Like, that's why Tom was picked, you know, obviously, because yeah. he's he you got to give him more credit. Right. Like, oh, totally. Because he knew that there was something about that note. Like if he had shown the note, I think it would have been all over. But yeah, the fact that he did a little work around there, I thought that was yeah. super smart. And I mean, honestly, a waste of time for the show, but cute. Whatever. Well, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it wasn't I've got stupid, to, but... When it comes to my man, Tom, I've got to try to look on the bright side with him. So, I I had to put it in a slight win for me because I was like, okay, this is him using, like, the survival instincts. Because yeah. when they did the flashback of, like, him saving Nick from when Julie shot the gun, like, it's that part of his mind where he, you know, he might be handy capable but he's able to okay and it's a full moon and i've got to get out of here but i can't just drive out of here you know and he hides himself in the bodies i i actually didn't mind that and Hmm. you know so and i did i also didn't mind seeing flag covered in blood saying where's this mr Mr. moon (laughs) yeah i like that too And I like how he's like, every time I try to see him, all I see is the moon. I liked all of that stuff. And to be honest, given the Tom that we have in the show, the way he is getting out of Vegas ain't half bad. I was just, in my notes, I was like, but Tom knew when to leave. Like, Tom was more in control of himself and and understood, like, it's my time to get out. He didn't need anybody to tell him to run, you know? No, that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I again, that was a choice that I don't understand. Yeah. but I, I do, I, I, because in the novel, I'll just go ahead and tell you, he, he just rides out of Vegas, you know, on his bicycle. I mean, so, he sees the moon and he remembers that it's time to leave yeah. and he gets out of there. But I, I like the way that, that they've linked up, like, Flag being like, oh, Mr. M-O-O, like, you know, Mr. Yeah. Moon, oh, that's all I see when I try to see this third person, the third spy, um, so I did in him them looking for him and he was scared, obviously. So he was in the bodies. But I didn't mind that. I I gotta find something that I liked about it. I so I didn't Well, yeah, mind that. and I mean it shows I don't know. I was gonna say it proves that they know how to tell a story, but I no, it's not enough proof. Never mind. No. Rescinded. No. <laughs> yeah, recent. I I I don't know. Um, and then obviously we have where Mother Abigail does have um, her interaction with Flag. Yeah. Um, didn't I didn't mind that. I actually really liked the the way that she honed in on his insecurities, like, you know, telling him and he because he's like, I'm big, bad, you know, whatever. And she's like, yeah, but you're worried about if you don't come off as the big bad, like if people start seeing through you or 
not taking, being scared of you or anything like that. I really liked that. I didn't mind that dialogue, obviously, you know, that was fine. And, and, but it was again, actually one of my favorite parts of the episode was their interaction. And I think it's because yeah. you have two heavyweights. Like, you, well, maybe not two heavyweights. Whoopi Goldberg's definitely been around a lot longer than Alexander Skarsgård. But, like, uh, you know what I mean. It's two of yes. the better actors on the show. They're bringing everything to this scene. Did you get the vibe that they didn't actually film together, though? Yeah, I didn't. I did. I. It felt like it was uh, split screen. Yeah. Like, there was something odd about it because I was like, they're not. I don't know. There was and something like, for me. Weird. I was like, I don't know this. I don't mind it because I feel like it heightens the idea that flag isn't actually there. Right. Like he's right. one of his animals at this moment or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he's he's actually in the hotel room levitating and sending his little <laughs> watchful eye out. So yeah. I didn't mind it. And again, they both brought kind of their A game. So it was a good scene to watch them, you know, bicker back and forth. But yeah, it's I'm glad that you noticed that, too, because I was like, I feel like. They're never in the same frame together. This is super weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I um, I really had the thought while I was watching this scene where I was like, I wonder if Alexander Skarsgård ever in his life thought that he would be acting with Whoopi Goldberg. Even yeah, if they were true, in the, true. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it just, I just started having these thoughts yeah. where I was like, wow, these two big stars in my eyes, you know, and they're having this really intense moment together, even if it's probably not filmed together. I don't know. But it I don't know. It, it was a great the energy was really good there. Yeah, I like totally. It. I think about that often actually if we're watch if I'm watching something and there's a really well known actor or actress in a scene with some like relatively unknown people. Um, I'm always just like, man, did they think that this would be part of their career? Like, what is this moment right. like for them? I mean, it just must be so, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be an actor like that. So yeah, I have no either. idea what the experience is like. I'm sure that there's other things in like each of our careers that would be maybe similar, but yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to think about. It sure is. All right. Well, did you have anything else for episode six? I mean, I mean, I'm sure I did, but honestly, I don't care. <laughs> okay. I feel like we've, <laughs> I feel like we've, we've covered yeah, that one enough. Fine. Like, whatever. <laughs> okay. So, episode seven, The Walk. After tragedy strikes the Boulder Free Zone, Mother Abigail tasks members of her committee with a dangerous mission. Okay. <sighs> well, what are your thoughts? I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to let you. <laughs> I'm going to let you lead well, with this I think this we one. know your thoughts. No. Um, I think it's a better episode than the previous yes, one. Yes. I agree. Um, there's still adaptive choices I'm not fond of, but I don't think that that's going to change from here to the end. I mean, surprise me episodes eight and nine surprise me, but I think that that's going to be a constant um, critique. It's a bummer to lose Harold. Like I just said, yeah. he's really been, Owen Teague has been such a standout of the show that's, I mean, I can't wait to talk about that scene. It's one of my favorites. I thought it was really well done on his part. The timeline is a little confusing. How long are they on the road? How long has Nadine been in Vegas? Um, are we heading toward a battle of the babies? Oh, my God. I, I don't even want to. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm because, glad you like, brought it this up. This is going differently. This is where things are starting to be a little different in my mind. Yeah. Like, I don't think Nadine was ever this pregnant. No, she was. No, she wasn't. So. No, no. Um, All right. What are no. your thoughts overall? No. <laughs> okay. I I am also confused on the timeline. I literally wrote in my notes, they won't be back till Feb- 
February. I'm like, give we got to be more definitive on the dates here. I mean, uh, like, but that's also, didn't he say like that's how long it would take them to get there? Yes, that's what he said. Yeah, and it's like there's no way. Like, what again? That you got to give us a little more. Like, what? I don't they, think it's because, February when they get there. Because by the end of the episode, they're in Vegas. And I'm like, so now Franny is one week away from having a baby. All right, listen, I'm I'm going to put this out here. In the novel, Franny was never this pregnant when Stu was around. Um, right. I'm glad you yeah. brought up the baby thing because that's a thought that I had where I was like, whoa, wait a minute. They've escalated or they've sped up. Yeah. Franny's pregnancy. Yeah. Um, and obviously by the end of the episode where Nadine is looking like a party city costume, yes. might I add. Yes, that's very, exactly what it is. I have been trying to figure out what that look is, but it is one of those ads that you see around Halloween. <laughs> for, zomb- for a zombie bride. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I, what the is wig, the budget? What is the, the budget? Listen, Jasmine, I'm telling you right now, the wig, I was like, what? Okay. Oh, it is. My God, Mel. <laughs> it's synthetic. You can tell it came from Party City. Oh, my. There will never, so you'll bad. never get enough frustrated faces for me about this. I, but also, I should not like, be, that, I should okay. not be looking at a Party City costume. Mm-mm. I should, should not be doing this. Mm-mm. But also the Nadine hair thing. Okay, Amber Heard's hair is, I guess, like this whitish blonde color. So put a fucking wig on her for the first part. Give her a darker hair wig for the first part. And then let her just have her natural hair. I mean, that reveal of her having this, like, stark white hair was so stupid. I thought they were just going to get rid of the whole hair change altogether because she already had this very platinum blonde color. Um, I'm glad that... Now you understand my frustration. I yes, think when we were yes. when we first started, when I was like, "Okay, I'm really mad that they didn't go with this hair choice yeah. for Nadine," and it seems very fickle, but it has a lot of importance yeah. later on. And this was disgusting. And I'm just gonna say <laughs> it. I, oh my god! I mean, she literally looks like Spirit Halloween, Party City. Zombie ghost bride. Yes. The makeup was awful. Okay. Yes. I'm I'm gonna stop because obviously you know my disdain for this. I, I it's oh my god. Like it was I'm, bad. And it what's was frustrating is that like the scene with Harold as he's dying, I mean, they made that look good. To me, that was believable. To me, it was like, yeah, of course he's gonna be looking a little gaunt, a little dark under the eyes, and like this, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just different day on the set, different makeup artist. I don't know. Uh, well, that she needs, he or she needs to find another job. So, um, <laughs> I they just, ran out of time and just had to go to Spirit Halloween. <laughs> it was terrible. Okay, so back to the babies. Um, Nadine right, obviously right, never, yeah. she never got this far in pregnancy. No. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but she never, so is this, I don't know <laughs> how I feel <laughs> about a battle of a good and evil baby. No, I don't want it. I do not want that. I and if that is where this goes, I'm uh how cheesy I don't would even, that be? 
that is oh, okay. I'm, I I had the thought and then I quickly put it out of my mind because I was like, don't even do this to yourself. Like, That's but bad. why would they be advancing the pregnancies like this? It just like, and, is it to show the passage of time? But even still, like you can do that in other ways. Like, I thought that some of the montage scenes, like as they're walking and we do see snow in certain parts, I was like, okay, this is good. This is helping. But also, are they just higher in the mountains? Like, is this not an actual change in time? Is this just a different weather pattern because you're in a different mm -hmm. part of the mountain? Like, mm -hmm. what? All right. Living in Nevada, yeah. I just want to say yeah. that there are the Sierra Mountains, which are snow covered right now. Um, obviously, you know, they're rocky. They're the, they're, they're the Sierras. And then you have like, I call them dirt mountains. They probably have an actual like name to them, but I haven't figured it out yet. Um, and that's literally just going from one side of the town to the other. So oh, it, wow. I okay. wasn't I, I wasn't sold on seeing mountains with snow. Yeah. And then seeing beautiful grass, abundant grass. Right. I just wasn't sold on that because I was like, I live in the West and yeah. I know just driving from to the other side of town, you have a totally different landscape. So again, I don't, I mean, I, there's only two episodes left. I don't want to be nitpicky, but it just, mm. it's weird to me. I, <laughs> the whole thing was weird. Yeah. The breakout star of this episode was Kojak. Thank God he finally got some screen time. Oh, he's such a cutie. He's a good boy. He's yeah. a good boy. He is a good boy. Uh, let's just let's just talk about Harold. Okay. okay. Let's focus. Yeah. Let's focus on Harold. I like that. Um, let's, yeah, let's focus on Harold. I got super emotional. I'm not gonna lie. Um, like I said previously, I really love the development of Harold. I think that that what I said earlier, that funny joke about him carrying, he did carry the series. Um yeah. I was really hoping that the change was going to be something centered around Harold. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, it was pretty predictable, obviously, like what was happening. You know what I mean? As far as like that followed the storyline pretty well from the novel. And so, I mean, I knew what was coming and uh, but it didn't take the emotional part away from that, though. Like, I, even though I knew what was coming, I was like, wow, like he did such a phenomenal job in his death scene, I guess you would say. I don't, I mean, oh, yeah. I've got, I've got chili bumps, like yeah. just thinking yeah. about it because Same. it was really, really well done. And it, again, it made me feel bad for Harold. Like, I can't believe I'm a Harold apologist at this, at this point, but I was just like, wow, you know, so many, just, I had so many emotions running through me. I was sad. I was upset. I was, ugh, I just can't like, they've that done, was really well done. They've done such a good job of walking that line with him because later on in the episode, I'm going to very much agree with Ray of like, fuck Harold's body. What are you right. doing, Larry? But in this moment where he first falls and he's impaled and his leg is broken and the way Owen Teague is like, trying to sort of move around, like his physicality in that moment, what he, what he does with his voice to make it sound like he's really like garbling and kind of choking on blood. 
it's so good. And it it makes me just feel for the character because even, even though he has done such a horrible thing and, and many horrible things, he still got screwed over by this woman and yeah. by kind of the devil or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. and so it's still, it's kind of like when we saw the backstory of Dana, it's like he's still like that rung down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like he's not the worst dude. He's still really, really bad and awful. But yeah, it's it's really amazing what they've been able to do. And excuse me, I think a lot of that definitely is owed to Owen Teague in the way that he's, you know, bringing this character to life. But I mean, earlier in the episode, when he when he leans over to talk to Nadine when they're at the amphitheater, that slow lean over that he does, it's so creepy. It's so intimidating. It's so, oh, he's just so good. I'm going to miss him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you summed it up perfectly. Like, it, and I love that he's still, you know, after they blew up the house, you know, he still was like, giving her shit, you know, like, okay, well, we've yeah. done this now. Like, you know, and what do you, I, I just, it's Owen Teague. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. Honestly, he's a phenomenal actor and they, they did, they did a great job with rewriting Harold enough and giving him. And that's why it's so disappointing. Again, I don't want to bring Trashy up again, but that's why it's so disappointing what they chose with Trashy, because it's like, You've got an amazing actor, but what are they being given to work with on the development of the character, right? Like, this is a great example of two really good actors, but given total, like, different paths on the character, and one doesn't work and one does. You know what I mean? Like, and I agree, like, yeah, I definitely felt what Ray was saying when she was like, well, fuck him. Like, he, look at what he just did, you know? But it's he like... Nick. Like, come on. Oh, man. Like, and of course, him writing his last entry into his journal. I mean, just all of it. It was a chef's kiss on that. It was a great way yeah. to send off Owen Teague. But it does still make me sad because like we've talked about, he he's he's so important. To, to to this the version of parts. the story, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Like, let's just say it. Well done on Harold. That was a win yeah. for this show. Really, really for well sure. done. And for sure. I think Owen Teague deserves some sort of nominations for this show. I so do. I agree. It's awesome. And I can't I wait to see what else he's going to be in because he's always. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see him play more of a good guy for once. I like. I would like to see him in that kind of role and see what kind of range he has, but I'm here to watch him play shitty dudes for yeah. now until the end of time. He's great. <laughs> same, same. Um. Okay, so, and I just want to say that, again, Larry, the relationship between Larry and Harold was fleshed out so much more in the novel. So even when Larry says, I followed this guy across the country, it's like you didn't even really get, it didn't get that deep in the show. You know what I mean? So they never that, even that was, got that to was have like their little drink together. Exactly. Like, like they just again, had that meeting at the doorway. Yeah, another throwaway, like should have been important, but felt like a just throwaway moment, you know? But I will say this. I... <laughs> 
Why would you waste one of your jackets, Larry? To oh my cover god, his I was livid, up? Mel's. I was livid. I was like, you, you're traveling through some parts of the country that are snow and freezing, and everybody else has these parkas on, and you're wearing this leather. You, what are you doing? <laughs> you don't have to cover Ugh. him up. By the time you come across him, he's basically. I mean, he he's not recognizable. Just leave him alone. Like, why are you taking a jacket off? Which obviously, I mean, they get so stupid. They get yeah. Lucky guess, they get picked up like that yeah. day. Oh, God, again the the timeline. It's like I knew that they would. I knew that they would have to rush this along because of where they're at in the story, right? Or like they're on episode seven. To me, it's a great crime that episode seven was only dedicated to the journey that they took. Out, but I understand for time's sake, there's only two episodes left. I get it. I'm not going to harp on that too much, but it was, it was just, it took me out of it because it was so unrealistic. I mean, we, they at least could have given us more scenes of like, um, you know, them looking for food or them, you know, looking for water. I mean, just things like that. You know what I mean? Like that little montage where it goes through a couple of scenes of them doing that. I was like, that just wasn't enough for me. But again, I get for the sake of the time, you know, And also, why have the conversation, you know, like you were saying, you got you got to give us more about the timing. So we're we're saying February, but that's not very specific. I almost wonder if they should have been even less specific than February, because that really locks them into something where then now we're going through the episode and it's like, wait, what was it when he left? And how what is it February? Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I just. I mean, oh, and then I we mean, did get our, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What did you even think about the goodbyes? Like, I'm still not feeling it for Franny and Stu. No, there's no chemistry there. I didn't no. even write notes about that scene because I was like, <laughs> this that is just stupid. I, I mean, I, 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 was, right, I well, had my, we can just move on from it. Yeah, then. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I had my hands like on the keys to make notes and I was like, don't even waste your time. Like I have like probably seven sentences for this whole episode because I'm just like. This show didn't waste its time. So don't you waste (laughs) your time. That's right. That's right. Um, So let's see. I, I, I don't hate the changes they made to Mother Abigail coming back and dying. Um, There's one part in the novel that I felt was probably necessary, but didn't make it to the adaptation. And that was her showing Franny through, like, Mm, the the powers of God or whatever. You know, like, I, Franny, uh, again, like, I just felt like that could have been something very short that could have been added in that would have given a lot more gravity to mother abigail's role because really we've only heard her talk we never saw the supernatural way god talked through her really you know what i mean like we didn't it was just her telling us and and i know she was in the dreams but like for me that moment in the novel where she puts her hands on franny and 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 franny sees the power of god or whatever well, and that like fixes her back or whatever right she right that's right and to me, even if we didn't need her fixing, you know, the back because Franny didn't get, you know, that injured. She didn't get a couch thrown on her in the um, yeah. in the explosion. Yeah. Just even touching her hand and it being some sort of little montage of 
it could have been something very small that I feel like should have been added in. Well, and I think for me too, one of the parts that I actually liked about the whole um, Mother Abigail giving them this order was the fact that Franny did have pushback about it because um, I think any rational person would at this point. Like you were just bombed. One of your uh, fellow council members has been murdered. Like your baby was put at risk. I mean, this could have been the end of you, your baby, your whatever partner, like so many, like how could you not be like, fuck you. You're not sending them across the country. Not maybe not across country, whatever. You're not sending them out like this. Like who are you to do this? And just because we all dreamed of you, like, I don't know, I've had it. Like that was one of the more, um, I mean, I love the book obviously, but that was a moment for me where I was like, finally someone is questioning this, like on this scale. I needed that for, and then what happens with mother Abigail showing her the power and stuff like that and fixing her back. I was like, fine, this is what makes me more on board for something like this. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, and you know, honestly, I mean, it followed the storyline fairly linear, linearly. I don't know if that's the correct word, but anyway, it was, yeah, with Stu falling and breaking his leg. And I know this is when I was getting the text from you when you were reading the book where you Uh. were like, oh my God, like, and it took everything in me. I was like, like, just let her get through this. Right. But (laughs) with Stu, you know, breaking his leg and then, and I actually didn't mind that scene. I, I, I I had, I felt some emotion in it. I, I bought the acting in it. Yeah. I was like, okay, this, all right, James Marsden. Okay. Uh, I'll take you on this one, but I, <laughs> I'm not taking anything else. <laughs> um, the one thing though, um, I don't know. This is obviously probably nitpicky again, but why did Glenn have, I think that Glenn has a vape pen. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, mar- suppo- I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be marijuana. Um, which, yeah, I think I so. would, which would, um, for me, help with his with his arthritis that they've never said he had on the show, right? Yeah. Um, but why did he just have these pain pills in his bag? I don't know. I just, again, a little bit of a nitpicky thing, but I just was like, in the novel, it made more sense because Glenn gave him the pain pills that he needed that he was taking, you know, like it was like a last parting gift for him. You know it's what I one mean? Of and like that's like really easy for us to fill in the gaps because we have read the book, but right. why it just kind of comes out of left field for somebody that doesn't know all of those little details and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I still think it's um an important part. And it I love that whole sequence from the moment yeah. that they come to what is it called? Like a an embankment that's kind of been sunk or whatever. I don't know. But, and I don't know if it's because I knew it was coming, but I found it very intense. I was like cringing every time Stu moved his foot or like did anything. Um, I definitely felt emotion. And the goodbye between Glenn and Stu was absolutely perfect. Yes. Absolutely perfect. This was... I mean, I loved their relationship in the book. I thought they had a great friendship, and they've done a fairly decent job of doing it here. I don't think it's obviously as nuanced as it was in the book, but 
man, this was so cute and it lightened the mood, but it also in the same way really uh, amplified the emotion of everything because mm-hmm. you can tell how much these two men really actually love each other, but they need this moment to like, you know, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, and I liked that. Obviously, again, I'm a sucker for animals. So I was like, just waiting for Kojak to come back. Yeah. You know, I was like, yay. Um, obviously. Oh, I love that part in the li- book so much. Yeah, me too. Where he, yeah, where he's like not going to leave Stu. And I'm like, oh, yeah. sweet boy. Okay. Well, I guess we can talk about what the fuck happened between Flag and Nadine. <laughs> <laughs> when she was driving on that motorbike and she looks over, I was like, it's a mirage, girl. Look away. It's just a mirage. Don't. And then I saw what it was. I was like, oh, yeah, that's like more irresistible than even a regular mirage. Yeah. Go for it, exactly. girl. Exactly. <laughs> I would have walked right up to you. Yes. Um, wow. Wow. Give me more of yes I literally when they did that scene when they were ramping up with the camera and then you see butt I went butt and I put my hands yeah. in the air I was like we got butt <laughs> <laughs> we are so mature as you could tell Whatever. Um, <laughs> but I was like but you have to no, like yeah. be I don't know you gotta give it credit Mm-mm-mm. um so I could take more of that but what mm-hmm. I oh I did get really yikes bikes when she was like, something's wrong. And he was like, you know, I was like, (laughs) what did you think of like his true form? He's disgusting. Let's just go back. Let's go back to Alexander Skarsgård, please. I don't ever want to see a charred, yucky man like on top of a woman ever again. (laughs) But it worked for me. Like, I actually found it very creepy. And oh, yeah, it was for sure. So was that episode, did they blow the budget on whatever this was? And then they just had to go to fucking Party City for Nadine. But like, this works for me. I thought it could have been really cheesy, especially apparently in the hands of these showrunners and directors and everything. (laughs) But it, it worked. I was actually really creeped out really afraid for Nadine and that whole thing like the way that she looks down and her boots are still in the sand I thought that was so cool and you're like very kind of um you feel a little disjointed but I think that's the point because you're kind of in Nadine's shoes at that moment and like yeah I I love that whole thing I thought they did a really good job with that I agree. It was super creepy. Yeah. Um, like like I said, it was really like I wrote in my notes, like, yo, yikes, bikes, when <laughs> it got like really, you know, like intense between them. Um, so I really, I, I liked that. I'm not yeah. going to rag they had good on chemistry. that. chemistry. Like it was, it was I'm a telling good you. Yeah. And that was some real kissing too, because I <gasps> saw like, you saw those tongues, tongues go so and tongues. <laughs> Listen. I don't care how pervy it sounds. I just was like, wow. Yep. And I thought to myself, what have you done in your life, Amber Heard, to deserve this from Alexander This Skarsgård? is another one of those moments where I think about what the actors are thinking. You know, like yes. we were talking about with Whoopi and Alex. It's like, yeah, I can call him Alex. It's no big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're on, a, I, we're on a nickname basis. Yeah. A first name nickname basis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always think about stuff like that, especially when you see that the actors have chosen to do tongue. And I think that it makes sense for the kind of characters that these two are. It's like, it's got to be gross. It's got to be, I mean, not even gross, but like, um, 
I mean, really kind of gross in like an excessive way, like not right. not nasty, but well, maybe even nasty. What am I nasty. trying to say? Like <laughs> not disgusting. That's right. what I don't Good mean. nasty. I mean like, yeah, the good kind of nasty. But I was like, damn, what do they, do they like, are they attracted to each other now because they've tongue kissed? Like what's happening? <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I really, again, was like, oh, to be in her shoes. Ugh. Because I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I Slipped a little like, tongue? Come on. Again, I just had a flashback of 40-year-old mom in the comments <laughs> here. But I just was like, Hang on wow. A Alexander okay. Skarsgård is our age. He needs mature it's women, true. I guess. It's fine. Well, actually, he's probably <laughs> older than us, so it's fine. He's, he's a little bit older than us, but yeah. that's, oh, man. I'm, anyway, that was <laughs> that was intense. It was extremely passionate. I was here for it. I, whoa. And wow. I mean, it has to be, like, the first time is never that good. So it's got to be flag that makes the first time mm. that good. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, I feel like we talked about the first time. Maybe it was with Sabrina. Uh, when we were covering Sabrina at one point, where we were talking about like <laughs> we were we yeah. were covering something where we talked about the first time is not <laughs> it's like it's but very this awkward would and like yeah. yeah when did we have that conversation oh I can't remember <sighs> now but oh that well I know we definitely had the oh, conversation yeah. Yeah. and so it's just funny to think back on that and then now think about oh yeah like this would be the first time that would make it like not awkward and weird and yeah like all that so yeah I think I'm done salivating over this <laughs> but whoo oh but no man. even when like uh I put a spell on you comes on and they get in that mm. sexy car and the arm around her shoulder I was like I'm loving everything about this yeah that was really good. I mean, honestly, it really was. Like, I I was like, wow. That, yeah. And obviously, I'm fixing to be really crude because I don't care. I, if I just got fucked like that by Alexander Skarsgård, I would probably be dazed and confused <laughs> as well. Okay? Yes. I'm just putting it out yes. there. He would have put a spell on me 100%. Because I would have been yes. twirling my synthetic Party City wig <laughs> as well. Like... What year is it? Where am I? Who, who are you? Who cares? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, that was really crude, but I No, just, I loved it. It was perfect. That's exactly how I felt, though. Um, so what did you think about how they got picked up? And then um, well, them as in Larry and, yeah. and Glenn and Ray. I'll tell you this, I really want somebody somebody to greet me. Hey fellas and fillets. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know what? I I've seen a lot of complaints about Lloyd, but I don't I'm he, I'm actually here yeah. for a little bit of a cartoonish Lloyd. It's comic relief in my yeah. opinion when so much of it is pro- majority a majority of it is a little terrible. So I'm like I don't mind those because it is a big departure from the Lloyd in the book. We it all know. It definitely is, yeah. But I feel like it works because it's a comedic, like, and, and just the look on their faces when he does greet them like that, where they're like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, yeah. some pimp, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's got his outlandish, like, outfit on, and then he's, like, smoking in the car, and they're just all looking at him like, what <laughs> fuck are we doing <laughs> yeah man i don't know why it's working but it is it's it might yeah. just be yeah like you're saying the com the comedic relief thing but it's just i don't know it's coming out like maybe it's the actor maybe he's just pulling uh-huh. that off so well that you can't help but enjoy the charisma he has and or the lack of charisma in some scenes probably True. But 
I mean, I, I will say I I was less offended by the big, like, digital screen stuff that was happening in this episode. Like, I remember when we were first introduced to Vegas and we saw Flag on the big screen talking to everybody. That was, like, a really strange um, introduction. But here, it kind of... It worked for me in the sense that as they're coming into the city, it feels very overwhelming and it feels very like cultish almost. And I just I thought that that built the the ambiance really well for me. Yeah, I agree with that. I really do. Um, and I lo- I just love like I'm I'm glad that they're not that they're showing more of the debauchery, I guess is the right word. Like when they're rolling up and they see people just like beating other people up on the street. So it's not like what we've seen so far is like, I mean, we've seen some gross things. Like obviously the people, they pit people against each other and they fight till their death. I mean, that's barbaric. But other than that, we've just seen a lot of glorified sex. Yes. Yeah. You know, that type of lifestyle. I'm glad that they're showing a little bit more of, of the violence and that type of thing, because really it could get overshadowed those types of things by just a continuous like, oh, you know, people, again, like gratuitous sex and just at the slot machines and strippers and, you know, just all Sin City, basically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I will say this, and I I don't know if this is going to pan out like this, but when they put the trailer out for the stand. There was one scene in there where it looked like a weird, like courtroom setting and Harold or not Harold, excuse me. Oh my gosh. I got Harold on my mind. Um, <laughs> Lloyd has on like a wig. Uh, and I thought to myself, what could this even be? But now I'm like, are they going to have like a cheesy trial with these three? Like again, changing the way that it ends and there's only two episodes left. And I know the part that you're talking about, if they fuck it up, it's like, I'm done with this. Like, I will never speak of the stand again. Mm-mm. But if they are wasting time with something as frivolous as some weird, like, cartoonish trial for the three that they've met. And, I, and this is where I'm going with this. Because, see. I feel sick right now. <laughs> we're well and uh seriously like this is another reason why i was up all night because i was just thinking like wow like what are they gonna do because trashy at the beginning of this episode he finds the a-bomb and mm-hmm. he's just taking right. it back and that didn't happen until like the the sequence of events were not matching up mm-hmm. like so yeah i do, it's just it's making me very nervous because if they don't do this one thing justice, I'm I'm literally never going to turn this trash on again. Like I, if I have to sit through even ten minutes of a frivolous, weird trial for the the committee members that got caught, when we should be focusing on the other things that are important in this journey, I'm just going to be pissed off. I'm just putting that out there right now. Like I am. I don't I'm a, remember I'm drinking the haterade. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I'm drinking it. I don't remember that scene from the trailer. So now I want to go back and watch and try and pick it out. But that is oh, I'll find it for so you. gross. Like that's yeah. that's gross, disgusting. Um, yeah. I don't wanna do that. Uh, yeah. Okay, whatever. I guess I guess time will tell and, and we'll find out. But uh 
I don't know. It is interesting that Nadine is still around. I did like that ending. I thought it was a yeah. good little cliffhanger, especially to hear, baby, can you dig your man? I don't think uh, we've heard it yet. And the, the look on Larry's face, too. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, because yeah. I think that that was, you heard it a lot more in the book. Yes. Which is a weird thing to say because you don't hear things in a book. But yeah. um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it came up yes. a lot more often in the book. And so to finally hear it and to have it be in Vegas and to have Nadine still be there and all of a sudden she's super pregnant. And like the way that they look at her, I couldn't tell if it was just surprised to see Nadine in her Party City costume or if they were like, <laughs> damn, it's been like two weeks. How are you so pregnant? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that was a little frustrating. I was hoping to get, I mean, maybe next episode we'll get some confirmation on how long it's been. But um, regardless, I did like the ending. It did make me curious to see why they've kept Nadine around for this long, why she's this far into her pregnancy. And yeah, just in general, what a possible interaction between Larry and Nadine might look like. Yeah, yeah. I'm... Yes, I like that, and I am excited to see it. Uh, one more thought I had that yeah. just popped into my mind. Something that could have helped with their journey um, to Vegas would have been just even a simple snapshot of Larry documenting the miles that they oh, have walked. Oh, yes. Perfect. Um, you know, we don't have to have, like, it be the focal point, but even just, like, while they're walking to see him, like, pull out a notebook and even just a little dialogue where it's like, okay, you know, I'm documenting the miles that we've walked today yep. or, or a close up of that or so, something to help the timeline because it just, which again, that really that's the thing that was me. already there that they could have pulled from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, nah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're really down to the wire now. Obviously, as we've said, there's just only the two episodes left, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't either. I'm very nervous about it. <laughs> Me too. I'm really nervous. And I'm kind of glad. It's been really interesting to pivot back and forth between The Stand and Chilling Adventures. And some weeks I've been not so looking forward to going from one thing to the other. But this week I'm actually really for lo really looking forward to wrapping up Sabrina before we get to the wrap up of this. Because I'm like, I kind of need the two weeks away. Or the week yeah. away, whatever. Like it's just, I think I'm, I'm, I'm good to like cleanse my palate. We're gonna see how much they fuck up or don't fuck up Sabrina, and then yeah. you can come back and see how much they fuck up or don't fuck up this. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that means next week we'll be back to wrap up Chilling Adventures, and we'll talk to you then. Yes. Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Damn Fine TV podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Come hang out with us on Instagram and Twitter at Damn Fine TV. You can find me on Instagram at Damn Fine Witch and Mel's at Superficial Mel's. And if you're watching TV, make sure it's Damn Fine TV. Damn, fine. TV. I don't think that you can get too much Twin Peaks.